My name is Liana Pola. Pola, spelled as P-H-O-L-A, pronounced as Pola. I am passionate about four things. Speaking, writing, the law, and shoes. Therefore, when I do speak, I do so with avidity. And when I attempt to write, I do so bearing my emotions. When I study the law, I completely immerse myself in the study material, in the cases, the statutes, and the books. And finally, when I deal in shoes, I sell quality, settling for nothing less than perfection. Allow me to introduce my podcast. The general theme of this podcast is creatively inclined towards the historicity of places, people, times, and events that occurred in Zambia. This particular series of podcasts is based on a short story I wrote entitled Beneath the Slave Tree. Through this podcast, you learn two things. Firstly, you catch a glimpse into my mind and how I think. Secondly, you learn that Africa is not rich because of its minerals, jewels, gold, and diamonds. And although we do have a lot of that, Africa is rich because of its history. History that sadly right now is hanging in a very fragmentary form. It has been rendered pendulous, like a dry, weightless twig dangling about in the wind. And I suppose it's necessary to add that the echoes of many characteristic tales dating from the picturesque times of the 1800s still linger about here in more or less fragmentary form to be caught by the attentive ear. In the following episode, I set the scene of the whole story, introducing the story and some of the key themes that you will see throughout each and every chapter. And so, let's get on with the story. Zambia, a place rich in illustrations of the grandeur of nature, the ground being completely covered with pastures of green grass, dignified tall trees, beautiful rivers, hills and mountains that rise to dizzying heights and not forgetting the thunderous waterfalls. While all these graphic representations of the scenery are a mosaic of rich patterns, one tree in particular is of utmost significance. In a small town called Indola, there once stood a giant mahogany tree, known to the locals as the Mapupa, which made every other beautiful creation on the landscape less magnificent. This tree is of high interest, not because of its exquisiteness or large size, but rather on account of the events that happened beneath the tree. Underneath this grand Mapupa tree, many people were condemned to a long and weary life of slavery. At the root of this tree, the locals unjustifiably lost their freedom. They were condemned to a life of captivity and suffering that even Nelson Mandela himself could not have conceived. Heaven only knows the pain these people must have gone through, losing their individuality and identity in such a manner. And to think that, while many people were enslaved here, some others would celebrate their victories. And it is therefore true that no matter how evidently bad a system may be, there are still those people that benefit from the existing status quo. History records that, much of Central and Southern Africa was crisscrossed by slavery. 
the slave traders would capture slaves themselves or buy slaves captured by warring local tribes. The arena in which these gruesome dealings were conducted was underneath the great Mapupa tree, what is infamously referred to as the slave tree. It was the central location where Swahili and Arab traders met to discuss their dreadful transactions before the slaves would be transported across the mainland to the coast and ultimately to be shipped off to some distant land in South America. Individuals were captured and completely subjected to a life of hardship and bondage. Usually, it was not because they provoked or wronged anyone, no. However, just like animals, these people were victims of a bloody hunting, akin to that of a helpless animal. Except with slavery, the captors and the hunted are alike in all respects. Both are human. What possible reason could there be for the unjustifiable stripping away of a man's dignity? Well, the rationale behind slavery is by no means unconvincing. In fact, it is, to a certain extent, pretty persuasive. I mean, some justified slavery using the Bible. One such ground is found in the Old Testament, famously touted as the curse of Ham, and the other from the New Testament, propounded by St. Paul himself. While from a business point of view, one sees very clearly the workings of the market force at play, supply and demand operating in perfect harmony. At a time when these principles had not even been fully comprehended, the merchants of old aptly understood the market. And you see, in the antique times of the 19th century, what were on demand were slaves, and the slave traders simply supplied them. Therefore, one could argue, and persuasively so, that the merchants cannot be blamed for utilizing their business acumen and obeying the laws of the market. Am I right? Well, irrespective of this, I'm not convinced. I loth the vow act. All I see is fine mistreatment of human beings. I mean, think about it. A continent bestowed with fertile land, water, gold, diamonds, and all the baguette stones one can possibly need, and yet some individuals opted to buy and sell their fellow human beings? Especially because, and it is a notorious fact, that Africa was and still is an Eldorado for those who desire opulence. Sadly, in the bygone days, the gold wasn't buried deep in the ground. Instead, it traversed the land on its own two feet. You know, a question that constantly bothers me is, are Africans doomed to oppression? Beginning from slavery in the 19th century to colonialism and imperialism in the, 21st, in the 20th century, and now 21st century domestic slavery, with the slave masters disguised as foreign investors. Addressing these concerns, ladies and gentlemen, necessitates the winding back of the clocks of time to the late 1800s, when this dark industry spurred the settlement of Ndola, one of Zambia's most prominent cities to date. And we do this to catch a glimpse of how slavery ended in Zambia. And that concludes the first episode. In the next episode, my dear listeners, we get into detail with the story 
and the story begins with Azel Hassan Minaj, the ruthless slave merchant, as he recollects his days as a slave trader. In particular, he remembers the day of the raid. He was on a ship, the Atlantic Baron, sailing back to the Arabian Peninsula, where from he came. Many of his fellow Arabian merchants were either killed or fled in fear of their lives. If you were lucky enough to escape the wrath of the Zimandola. Thank you very much for listening. This is the podcast Beneath the Slave Tree by Liana Pola. Please get out of here.